once again, once again, always press for time, but we make time for each other. We make time for you because we love you all. I am Benny Rose, as always, with my buddy, the man with a million faces, always behind the same drink in every episode, that Zoa, Mr. Tyler Nethers. What's up? What's up? He, he always, I think he's got a lifetime supply of those because I think either that or he's refilling the can and he's not telling us and it's just that's water. That's it. There's just water. <laughs> just water in his own can. Just pushing for that sponsorship, man. I mean, we've talked about Dwayne enough, so, you know, not really bad. You know, the my, black my close personal friend, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> and I'm actually friends with John Cena. He's here. You just can't see him. Oh, he did it. All right, moving on. <laughs> but uh, today is an, a really, really awesome, awesome day. One, because we're back to our traditional show, um, as some of you have been sticking around. Some of you might have left and welcome back because it may not have been your cup of tea. But August, we took a month of synth. We took kind of a little of a hiatus from our traditional show due to the strikes happening out of respect for um, the artists, the actors, anybody that was affected by that strike, the writers. Um, we obviously had some scheduling conflicts, things like that, but we wanted to respect that and approach something else that, you know, was something we could relate to. So we're back with our usual content. And what better way to start the show off again with one of our buddies, somebody you know. He's been on the show several times. We've live streamed with him. Good, dear friend of ours, Mr. Atreyu, also known as The Regular Sauce. Thank you so much for taking the time again after a crazy week you had last week. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> I'm happy to be back. I love I love doing these things with you guys. We love having you. We appreciate it. And uh, for those that are not familiar, which I think will probably be 1% of you, uh, as of recording, uh, it'll be about maybe a week and a half, two weeks. We had uh, a very special event in Seattle, which was known as PAX West. Um, for those that have been following the show for a bit, uh, Tyra and I had an initial plan to attend the show. Unfortunately, due to scheduling and just life, uh, we were not able to attend, but the man with us today was able to attend in a very, very special capacity, as we've talked about. Um, he does work with Steel Wool, the uh, developer behind some of the more recent uh, Five Nights at Freddy's games, like Security Breach and Help Wanted, and the most recent uh, Ruin DLC. But we weren't really, we didn't know at what capacity Trey was going to be there. So we have an exclusive very opportunity tight to chat with him. Very and if you remember, too, when we were on one of the shows, he couldn't have his camera on because he had a lot of stuff that he couldn't share. And uh, I'm glad he was able to keep that tight lip because it made those reveals so much better. Dude, it's all I saw coming out of PAX. All I saw, like, you know, I didn't. And I obviously I'm I'm involved in this industry. Like I follow people that are very involved in this industry. And all I saw was people shitting their pants about the steel wool booth and about Atreyu and everything else like it was, that was that was the hype at the show so I'm really excited to, to talk to you about it and get a little more of the behind the scenes like what the fuck was that like man yeah um man it was it was a really crazy surreal weekend um I mean 
it so much went down it's hard to describe it but I, i'm very very happy about the reception of the booth because you know i've been working on a bunch of props for it for months now and seeing everything actually come together and seeing everybody react to everything was just so nice um and man getting to play both of the freddies in the same day was also surreal um surprisingly classic freddy is well i guess not surprisingly with the movie coming out but classic freddy is the most popular one um but uh but yeah no it was great getting to bring the characters to life for people at such a big con and you know we we made so many people's days and that's you know that's what it's all about that's 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 the best that was the best part of it um getting to see like the reactions on people's faces to the characters and animatronics and the demos specifically people loved the demos i didn't hear a single negative thing about the demos we had and you know um it was it was very very gratifying to get to be a part of it awesome i have to say the one thing obviously you know the big perspective here is going to be tyler and i seeing it just from a social media perspective and obviously not only seeing it from steel wool's perspective through the live streams and the just the social media content videos but just from fans yeah from content creators that are like-minded you know people like doco that are specifically heavily focused in the fnaf world and then people that were just casually at the show everybody's heads were turning you know and it wasn't just the fact that you had that suit and the fact that you were embracing and you were communicating it was just so much more to it. It's just the the detail and the intricacy of the booth. You know, you guys really took it to a level that made it interactive. And visually, when I saw you guys teasing it initially, seeing how big it was, I was like, oh, I have an idea where we're going with this. And then just to see everything that you were part of, you know, I, I can't say it enough. Like, incredible, incredible work. We've obviously, we love everything you've done before this and to see you at an official capacity with somebody like Steel Wool and, you know, heavily involved with Scott and things like that. Um, it's really cool to see how much you were able to do in that time frame. So I know you don't have the stuff with you, but we definitely talked a little bit about, you know, some of the stuff that you kind of put in production that maybe didn't come through like is there anything specific you want to talk about that you kind of enjoyed working on during that process so yeah i have one of the things right here it's unfinished um so on display we had uh the the talkies from ruin you know there's the main roxy talking and there's the freddy talking the mimic has um building those was really fun um they went through a few iterations because we you know, we were trying to figure out exactly what we wanted. We needed an extra Roxy to give away in the giveaway that would be signed by Scott. Um, so in total, three went out, um, the two on display and the one that was signed by Scott that we gave away. Um, and uh, I've got an unfinished version here with a different color scheme. Um, so here wow. is an unfinished Roxy talkie. Um, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, this one was based a little bit closer to the game textures. Uh, in the end, I ended up going with something a little bit more withered because in my brain, it was like, okay, so we wanted to make it look like it was all from ruin. Right. And the last place the talkies were seen were underground in the sinkhole. So of course they'd be screwed up even more. I mean, Roxy's literally went down or Cassie's Cassie's went down an elevator 
with her. So, you know, I imagine they found these and then they put them on display because the whole thing, too, was keeping it all immersive. You know, what would Fazbear Entertainment do for a PAX booth if they were advertising? Because Other of than Night hide everything. Universe. Yeah. Everything um, under the rug. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it was a... Uh, it it was it was a lot of just trying to figure out what we uh, uh how 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 much how specifically my contributions could really you know bring that world together um because there were a lot of different people involved the booth wasn't just me it was the execs and artists and a lot of different people on the team and uh, the team at Pinnacle uh it, it's a uh a company called Pinnacle they do uh con booths they you know design most of it and actually built it um i just contributed with all the animatronic props and a couple of ideas and you know generally made sure that you know my 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 stuff came through and really brought it all to life um but and then but but yeah no um the the, the we uh, so it was uh, it was a roxy talking to freddie talking and then we also had the vanny mask and the faz wrench those are all from ruin um and then we have the Eclipse animatronic and the Circus Baby animatronic, which we kept secret. That was an animatronic until the last day. Um, that which was, was really like mind blowing. I have to say, mind blowing. The fact what, that Circus you, Baby. Well, the fact that you did both of those props along with all of the, you know, the handheld accessories, if you will, because you know, yeah, I know, I know you take a lot of time to build your costumes, but to build something that you're not necessarily wearing, but to that scale. You know, like, what was that like to to be like, all right, I got to build part of this, in a sense, an animatronic costume, right? Because ideally, it's the head of of the baby body, in a sense. So there was there was kind of different time frames for everything. Eclipse took the longest. Um, he was my first build for the company, so it was just kind of finding my footing and, you know, how how much I get away with, timing wise. So I could really balance out and find my, you know, equilibrium between quality and needing to get something done on time. Right. That whole thing was built in about a month and a half, I think. Um, That's it. And really? Then, yeah, he, wow. he took about a month and a half. Um, he was. It was a very interesting project. It was a lot of new things. Um, he's full animatronic, so he was built with the full antenna being animatronic. Um, you know, the different body parts were built. Even wow. under the arms, you can kind of see the arms like underneath them. There is actual endoskeleton pieces underneath it. Probably no one's gonna be able to see. Um, I gotta find pictures of them or something to post. Um, but I really went all out with just detail on that build. Um, and I feel like I kind of I, I could have got done like a little bit faster if I had pulled back on that detail. But also, I think if I have the time to spare on a prop like that. I'm just gonna put everything I can into it. Oh um, yeah. For but me, um, the the coup de croix was the hands. That the was an idea from uh I think it was J Top or Andrew Dayton. Uh Andrew Dayton's CEO, J Top's our creative director. Uh, is he hold on, let me let me double check because I, I keep on forgetting his title, but he's one of the co-founders. Um but yeah, those are the two founders, um uh, two of the co-founders. Um, and, uh, you know, they were like, Hey, what if we, what if we gave the hands that, uh, that kind of eclipse staple of the really wiggly fingers. And, you know, I was like, that's a brilliant idea. Um, at that point I had already agreed to making the, 
like 19 individual teeth move on their own to talk. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a lot of engineering. Um, wow. No doubt. But, um, yeah, no, it came out really nice. So I'm very happy with all of it. Um, and then uh, it, it all came out really nice. Uh, that was, that was a build I was very, very happy with. And it made it pretty far into the con without breaking. Um, it broke eventually, but oh, did it? nothing I can't fix. Um, I guess the move with the movement stopped working, I guess. Yeah. One of the servos burnt out. Um, okay. I had used a cheap servo and that was on me. So I just need to replace it with an expensive servo and then we'll be good. Um, Got it. but, um, yeah, he took about a month and a half, uh, cupcake or no, I did like a month of upgrades on Glamrock Freddy. Um, initially we, we were bringing the chest hatch opening back. But because of time, we had to cut it. Um, I had to cut it. It was my decision to cut it. I could have done it if I really, really wanted to. But at that right. point, it was like, okay, I'm going to have to sacrifice quality on some other things if I want to add this, which is optional. Um, so I'm going to go back and add it eventually. We did some new designs for it uh, to make it like, you know, in, in, uh, in uh what's it called i guess in a uh, more in-universe design compared to my original chest hatch plate design um so we're i'll get have, back to that have a cupcake in your belly pretty much we were going them. well so at so with freddy whenever you'd find freddy we'd be giving out uh hold on let me let me get one i have one with me um we'd be giving out these entry passes um nice entry passes we had dance passes daycare passes uh they're all from the game and you'd bring them to the booth and redeem them for a holographic card um, available only at PAX. And uh, that was the whole incentive of finding Freddy for pictures. Um, so, so initially, cool. I was like, okay, let's just put him in his chest hatch. So we actually open it for people and give it to him. I think if we ended up doing that, it would have been, been a lot harder. Yeah, it would have taken more time. Um, no, no worries. Yeah, because we ended up just giving him out to anyone who got pictures. So it was just like, hey, go redeem inside the sealable booth. Um, so I feel like we had to open it up and close it every single time. It would have taken, you know, an extra yeah. an extra couple of minutes. Um, Could have been some wear and tear, too. And obviously, you don't want to yeah. pretty much have the yeah. suit go down while you're running around the, the floor. Yeah, no, they, they they both held up really good, All both of the Freddy costumes. So I'm very happy about that. Um, so maybe maybe the chest hatch will come back. Maybe it won't. Um, I'd like to eventually just turn him into an animatronic fully. Um, so if that ever happens, we'll bring back the chest hatch um sweet but um but yeah so it was eclipse and the second build i did or after glamrock freddy renovations was um uh the cupcake i don't know if you guys have seen the cupcake oh, he was kind of, not many people got pictures yeah. of him the um, amazing the amazing eyes just the, he, the, the 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 constant just roll in the eyes i loved it yeah he was really fun to build um my my favorite one was okay so Basically, what what went down with that build was we had gotten with J Top's brother Colin. He owns an arcade called the Ruckus Room in um in Washington, and he had one of these extra machines. And J Top was like, "Hey, let's let's retrofit this thing to be FNAF." Um, so we built a cupcake for it, and you know, the initially I wanted to do the movie cupcake because at that point the trailer had just come out, and I was like, "I love that design," um, but I ended up just going with the classic cupcake because I was like, okay, well, we have the movie one. 
but what would a game accurate cupcake look like in real life? Right. Um, which hasn't been done. Which has not. Well, I mean, it's been done by fans, but it right. hasn't been done officially. In a, in a, um, in a, yeah, exactly. Well, I guess technically it's been done officially. There was like a couple of cupcake props at the horror attraction called Pride Dome in 2016 that they did. Oh, um, right, right, right. Okay. But they weren't animatronic. This is the first official animatronic cupcake. Um, but uh, yeah, so initially it was like, okay, let's just have a cupcake prop. And then I was like, what do we made the eyes glow? What do we made the candle glow? Let's just make the eyes move. And then, you know, it took like, I think that one took like two weeks to build. Um, that thing just went by super fast. Uh, the the painting on it was also a big test because I was I, it had it had texture to it, um, just very slight. Um, I know J Top bought up that the cupcake for the movie had like some kind of frosting texture to it. I don't think it actually did. I think that's what he calls a pink part. Um, okay. But uh, I ended up giving it a little bit of texture just to replicate, you know, something. And uh, came out really nice. I was really happy with it. The, the animatronics came out really cool. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but the eyes actually glow on that one. It's kind of hard to see in the videos, but the right. eyes do glow. Same thing That's with the candle. Cool. And then uh, the eyes just move at random intervals um, to, you know, blink. And he does the rock, the rock expression with yeah, with, like the one eyebrow. Yeah. yeah, that was that was really yeah. funny. He he goes in between a bunch of those different expressions. Um, yeah, my favorite was just like seeing him like go back and forth and then just doing the, the yeah, glare. the glare was the best. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, and I wanted to make him dialogues. sassy because he doesn't want to be in that machine. He's got a of mind course. of his own. He doesn't want to be in there. He wants to maul people. That's you know, if it. you saw the movie trailer, he wants to jump on people's face and eat them. Um, but uh, yeah, in that machine, we ended up also giving out um little Forms, fast tokens. Right? I don't have them with me right now, but we had the fast tokens. Um, that were replicants of the uh, help wanted ones. Um, so cool. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. I. I was like, if you guys are gonna do tokens, make sure they look exactly like this. And I sent the reference from Help Wanted, and they came out exactly like that. So it was a. Uh, it was very very surreal to see those in real life because you know those are the ones from the game. Um, I'm very glad we gave those out because those those are real like actual. Yeah. like almost like Chuck E. Cheese tokens, tokens in a exactly yeah. like Chuck E. Cheese tokens they were exactly the same size and everything like just straight up well this is a Chuck E. Cheese token yeah. but straight up they were it's just funny like that, that you had that you had that ready ready to go <laughs> yeah no I well I I have actually had these on my desk for a while now I've been trying to collect all the Chuck E. Cheese tokens from across the years um nice. I think I have like 1999 through 2016 um wow. but uh I'm trying to collect all of them to make like a portrait or something just because I want to. Um <laughs> That's awesome. But um but yeah, that 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 cupcake machine um it was it was a big collaboration between, you know, Colin and I and Rachel, Rachel who did Freddy and Friends the cartoon did the art um which is another and, incredible piece yeah. that just kind of I feel like you guys just all found such unique ways to bring everything to life. And yeah, you know, we, seeing we, seeing that in Ruin was really cool too. It was a really nice touch in the theater and stuff yeah we really wanted to like make that little machine like okay fazbear entertainment just pulled this from the archives what would it look like um so i'm very happy with the way that machine came out you know it was functioning most of the time too um carl was people people were laughing at carl i call the cupcake carl um so I know that's, not official, that's not his official name but 
it's better than Mr. Cupcake. Um, but uh, that's just that's what I call him. Um, <laughs> and then uh, you know, after that, it was we were already like a month out from the con, and then we were like, let's have some extra stuff on display, and uh, I built all four of the props and circus baby within like that last month month and like two weeks um so that was that was a big kind of just rush but i'm so happy with the quality of everything i think everything came out pretty much to how much how 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 i would have liked them to come out um and circus baby especially came out really good i i've been a kind of circus baby like naysayer for the past since she existed um just because i don't like her design um but uh you know i i think i found like a an appreciation for it after having to translate it to real life um and she she was she was a fun one to build i think um and then the animatronic parts of her were also really fun um so i'm I'm happy with her and the rest of the props i'm very happy with those two the vanny mask was my personal favorite um because if you look at it closely you'll see it actually has that has a lot of texture to it and that one was highly referenced from the uh from the both the help wanted model and the help ruin model um and i'm really happy with the way that one came out um i'll have to get more pictures eventually i know they're going to be around uh, so i'll be able to see them again but like you know the i i i didn't get to get many pictures actually i was busy that you're entire busy. time you're working yeah yeah um but uh i'm very happy everybody liked everything cuz though there was it was again an honor to be able to bring a ton of those iconic props to life and uh, characters to an official capacity, you know, that's the first circus baby animatronic prop ever. That is the first animatronic Carl prop. That's a, I mean, obviously the first eclipse prop I built eclipse before anybody even saw him. <laughs> so, you know, I, the design Bravo was, uh, it's amazing. The, the design was actually like just still going through the process of being made when I built him. So it was, it was, it was awesome to build him. Um, and then, you know, Kellen did a kick-ass job voicing Freddy yes. Live on Saturday. Um, you guys are a team. great team, I have to say. Great team Kellen, effort. Kellen's amazing to work with. He's he's just a very, very nice guy. Um, he has experience doing theme park mascot voicing, too, from Universal, because he used to voice Optimus Prime. Um, but That's awesome. He's, just, he's amazing. He's really great at what he does. And then I got to meet Marta, the voice of Gregory and Roxy. She's she's great. Um I do need to give a huge shout out to everybody on the Steel Wool team because everybody working at that booth was an employee and is is an employee. So we had all the artists there. We had, you know, people from QA there. We had people like the execs were even the execs were working crazy. Our our Aisha Martin, the executive, I think studio manager, she was just hauling ass that entire time. She basically organized it all and she did amazing. They were all just working their asses off that entire time and it was great to get to be a part of it. And, you know, it's it's still surreal to be able to say, you know, I built these things for the studio. And, you know, there's there's official versions of these characters in real life now. Um, yeah. You're a yeah, part of history, brother. We're yeah, you're like you, truly the definitive real life representation, you know, because, yes, the movie is coming. But all of this was first, you know what I mean? Like there this is where all of that kind of begins. So. It's pretty yeah, man, cool. I, uh, I, I'm hoping I can get an apprenticeship on that second movie or something, Henson's. I, if 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 someone from Henson's is watching this, 
I want Scott. to learn from you. I need to pick your brain, please. Scott, <laughs> please. you won't regret um, it, Scott. Trust us. Yeah, <laughs> man. Um, I, I I just also want to say everybody at Hensis has done so good on the costumes. Like I I don't know if you guys have seen, but at, right now at Halloween Horror Nights in uh in Hollywood, they're all on display, and they are they look incredible, phenomenal. They are really cool. Um, just perfect absolutely perfect i think for for movie interpretations of characters i think they're perfect they're not obviously not supposed to be game accurate so they're not but like you know they're movie versions they of course they wouldn't be game accurate jim hansen's needed to put their own spin on them to really make them different um they're they're so good sorry about fanboying about them but i'm just i'm so no, excited no yeah that's about <laughs> yeah yeah so one of the big things i know we talked about this i won't you know i won't belabor the point but we talked about this last time we had you on but one of the biggest things that i saw from people just on social media and stuff is how well you aren't just cosplaying the character you embody the characters like it wasn't hey here's a person in a freddy suit it was holy fuck there's freddy like it was the it was the portrayal it was the acting in the suit that really sells it so that was a lot of the hype that I was seeing online was like, you know, this is just this is incredible. It's amazing to get to to meet this character, not meet a person wearing the character's suit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my biggest thing is always like, I mean, the reason I really got into putting animatronics in my suit in the first place was Disney. Um, you know, the way they do their meet and greet characters is just unparalleled, I think. Um, yeah. And. You know, I mean, it's Disney. I mean, I, I love Mickey Mouse, but people go nuts over meeting Freddy Fazbear. <laughs> so bringing that energy and life to the character is my biggest thing always, just making sure that, you know, I'm physically able to bring that character to life consistently for, you know, hours at a time. And then, you know, also just down to the movements and interactions with people that it feels like you're interacting with Freddy Fazbear. Um because that's what brings it to life for people. I think right. if it was just a people, a person in the costume, you'd be able to tell and it'd be like, oh, okay, it's cool to see this thing in real life, but it's not Freddy. It's just a person wearing a Freddy costume. But, you know, with Freddy, uh, the, the two Freddies too have like, I, I think they have polar personalities, at least in the way I portray them. Like classic Freddy is older. He's also more of a robot. So he's programmed to interact with people. And my big thing was how can I replicate that those Chuck E. Cheese movements where they'll just like kind of like look around the room and yeah, sometimes they'll look at you directly and you're like, is that thing looking at me? But when you when it's the costume, you can go that extra level. And once you hone in on somebody, you really just like look at them and they freak the hell out. Oh um, yeah. And uh, you know, that that was a big thing with classic Freddy and really bring bringing him to life. And then Glamrock Freddy, he's just happy to be there. He'll he'll he interacts with everybody, he's very happy to see anybody. You know, there are people that bring plushies to him. And obviously I'd be like, oh, my God, look at this little plushie and, you know, hold it and get pictures with it. And, you know, all those kind of interactions. Glamour Freddy is very happy to be around everyone. Um, he's less of a robot, more of an AI that has a personality of its own. Um, so he's with like, the robot, like my buddy. Kind of <laughs> he's like a my buddy of the future, in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. With his movements, I try to tone it down to be less robotic and more like, 
Well, so you guys, you got, have you guys been to Disney recently or Universal, any of those places that have those new fangled animatronics? Not for years. I was there last year with Xander. He wasn't a fan. Yeah. <laughs> so they have these, I mean, that Star Wars specifically, they have these new yes. animatronics, but <clears throat> they look great, but they have, they don't look human in their movements. They're always kind of like, you know, yeah, they're, they're it's like four or five frames around. that they Post- repeat. Pose a pose, yeah, and it's got all these movements, but it looks weird. I figured the Glamrocks would move like that in real life, so that's kind of what I try to go for with that. Um, but also, the game animations just look human, so it was about finding a, you know, a good, um, a good in between those two for the acting of him. Um, but um, yeah, uh, I I I try not to think about it too much, but you know, I like I I put a lot of different like I mean. I need to make sure my body is okay. So I have to work out, you know, at least somewhat consistently. Um, and then while I'm in the mirror, I'll look at myself and do Freddy things. I'll walk around my room like Freddy sometimes. Um, I walk around like Springtrap half the time. So I, I hope my parents don't see me limping like a fucking crazy guy. <laughs> but um, creep, Creeping around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, with, with <laughs> the, the big animation I like from, from uh, Security Breach is Chica's walk animation. So I replicate that all the time just to kind of get that down. So, you know, again, I don't want to look like a crazy person walking around. I'm going to be moving into my own place soon so I can walk around like crazy all I want. So, you know. Head out to the fridge at 3 a.m. Walking like spring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Congrats on that, by the way, officially. Congrats. Oh, yeah. That. I know that's that's going to be exciting for you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, well it's deserved. Be a lot, but I'm excited. Yeah. I'll date myself, Benny. The last time I was in Disney, Disney did not own Marvel or Star Wars. Disney well, was be- just I would Disney. say before. Before last year, I think the last time I went was the same scenario. Yeah, like Universal still had the movie rights, and oh yeah, like you know, we didn't have the the Guardians of the Ride and stuff like that. That's a lot. There's a lot of new stuff. So yeah, yeah. Nope, there was none of that. Disney did not own any of those companies last time I went. So <laughs> it has been a minute. Man, I I want to see him do a Sonic thing because they're they're buying all these big IPs now and. You know, Universal is kicking out of the park with Mario, so I want to see somebody do something with Sonic. <laughs> yeah, That'd be awesome. That'd be neat. My sons would fucking flip. Yeah, man. I there's also that concept from Sally Dark Ride for a FNAF Dark Ride. They just haven't yes. done anything with it. So hopefully one day it happens. And if it does happen, they should hire me for it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I remember. I remember. I believe you shared that. Maybe earlier in the year, you showed a couple of uh, like when the they had the pictures at that convention, right, of the ride and stuff and the and the uh, props that they made. So cool. I mean, Universal be the perfect place for it. I mean, yeah. I I called it a while ago. I said if Universal is going to do anything with FNAF, it's got to be for the movie. And you know, obviously, it's not at the capacity that I think people hoped. They were hoping to maybe have something to walk through. But to be able to see the animatronic suits is is cool enough, in my opinion, for anybody to oh, see. Yeah, yeah like, I'm trying to figure out that. how I can get over there. Yeah, I want to go over there right now and see those guys because I'm like, this is a great reference. I'm going to see if I can write it off as a work thing because yes. honestly, that would yes. be absolutely amazing reference material. Um, exactly. I am currently trying to find as many places I can just like visit and 
get more reference from because I have a feeling I'm going to be building some bigger things. My biggest thing is always how can I one up myself? Yeah. And I'm I'm going to try to one up everything at PAX this year if we do anything like that again. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe next time I'll have a full animatronic band on this play. That's that's that would be that would be my goal. That's like one of my goals I want to try to reach eventually. So, we'll see. We need Glamrock Bonnie to rise from the dead. Spoiler alert. We just I need I think it's five been to take over the gap left by <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese as Chuck E. Cheese dies off. Just start opening Freddie Fazbear's pizzerias and having See, I, that would be absolutely brilliant. And I feel like it would be financially the best decision anybody could ever make. Yeah. But Chuck E. Cheese is never going to make that decision because I, I don't know if you guys have saw, but on Twitter they're constantly like blocking people mentioning FNAF. So yeah. it's really funny. Um, they don't. They hate Five Nights at Freddy's from the. Well, that's what I'm saying. But Chucky, Chucky Cheese is a dying franchise. Like they're, they're trying their best. They're all turning into fucking spirit Halloweens out there. So <laughs> there is market share to be grabbed up. Oh, yeah, I, I think I think what the world needs right now is a retro pizza arcade. We got robots. We got good arcade machines. Tickets, tokens. You know, let's do it. You that guys, be the whole gimmick. Both of you yeah. wrap up, come move down here. We've got I've got property for sale down here. We can we could buy it. We could build ourselves. Yeah, no, in, in Louisiana too, that'd be perfect because that's exactly. where the movie was filmed. Yeah. I mean exactly. it, it feels down. like FNAF out there from how the weather is. I know. If anybody wants to invest in Press for Time Productions, Press for Time Productions does more than the podcast. We right. do music. We will get into props. We will make we will make a building with we'll, all of we'll, that. we'll become restaurateurs. Let's go. <laughs> I'll make you a pizza any day. Let's go. Yeah, Let's do it. Make it a pizza. <laughs> a pizza. We got to get a pizza animatronic too. I'll like get my, be- my my Italian friend Tony. He'll come and just <laughs> stand at the doorway and just just get everybody as they come in. Come in for the pizza. Uh, that'd be yeah, so cool. That, that'd be the final touch. That would be perfect. I mean, listen, man. I'm I'm the '80s guy here. I know that. I know that aesthetic very well. I mean, I love my any movie that can give me back to the looks and the feels. I doubt either one of you know this movie. I might have mentioned to you, Tyler, The Last Dragon, Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies of all time. And there's a great pizzeria in there. It's uh, Leroy Green's father, the main character. He's got Daddy Green's pizza. It's got an old jukebox in there. It's got like the very thin brown tables. Like that's what I think. You know, with the the red um, Pizza Hut style cups, if you remember those. Speaking yep. of real quick segue, um, Trey, have you seen that uh, Fye? You know, they do all the weird food merch. I have. I I went the other day to try to find that Roxy Cola, but I uh, they didn't have it. So I need to go back soon to find it because so the, the artist it. who did that it. art, <laughs> well, really. Yeah, I found it, and I found the gummy pizza. Have oh, you man. seen that? I have. Yeah, I uh, they had a gummy pizza way back when they had a they had the gummy pizza with the classic FNAF stuff, and then they had a FNAF cereal called Nightmare Puffs. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, and like you know that that was that was crazy. I'm glad that they're actually bringing stuff back. I think I think I think sodas are a lot easier to preserve, so. If I get one of those, I'm just going to keep it in the bottle. 
in glass. I think I still have a Nuka Cola floating around somewhere from Fallout. You know, I had one, man. I when I went to E3 at uh at the Bethesda booth, I hung out with the team and everything, and they gave them out the ones that they yeah. had officially, and then I left it. At Tom Pino, my singer from Neon Arcadia, I left it at his house and he never mailed it to me. So that I'm son sure of a bitch. he threw it out. I'm sure he threw it out the next day. Oh, yeah. What the hell is gone. this shit? This this blue nonsense. Yeah, gotta be gone. <laughs> um, so before we before we call it quits here, we'll we'll let you go here soon. And I know Benny's got to get back to work. Um, we'll pivot a little bit now that we know the official runtime for the movie, an hour and fifty minutes. What do you what do you think about that, Trey? How do you feel about an hour and fifty minutes? Benny and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I'm interested to see what you think. Well, I heard that initially it had been leaked that the movie was going to be three hours, which is like a yeah, lot. Yeah, Tyler, say it. It's fucking insane. <laughs> never, <laughs> never in a million billion fucking years was it going to be three hours long. <laughs> They better they better release that cut. I want that cut, but like <laughs> I think it needed to be at least two or at most two hours. Yeah, I think that's so the most most it's right there. It's right there. I told yeah. Benny, judging based on your traditional horror films, especially a first entry, especially one that's geared towards younger audiences, I was expecting it to come in around an hour and a half. You know, I was really expecting that ninety to ninety nine minute runtime. So an hour and you know an hour and fifty minutes is solid. Like that's that's a, a good a good stretch longer than I thought it was going to be, um, and long enough that it really puts it in the realm of they could they could really get all the information out there. I feel like so. Yeah, no, I think I think that's probably the perfect runtime for like everything. A first entry, yeah, yeah, um, for like a general you know, release. Little, I think I think they'll convey everything they need to. I think that it'll just work like it won't get boring at least i hope not i mean i think it's bound to at least have a couple of scenes where it's slow like the original fnaf game um but i really don't don't get 20 minutes of him just staring at the cameras Uh, dude i would watch (laughs) six hours of him staring at the cameras i'm not even joking like i would genuinely watch that um but uh you know, I think I think it's gonna be great, and considering that it looks like it's gonna be over the course of five nights, you know, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I'm real, I, I am really, really interested to see how they take that on because, yeah, it's a really, short time it, when you think about how much they're putting in. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see it all like just together. Um, like I I have zero complaints from everything I've seen. Like only things I have like tiny nitpicks about are the animatronic designs just because they're not 100 game accurate but like even then they're perfect like they i think they're perfect for movie designs and yeah you know i would have done things slightly different but that wasn't me that built them it was fucking jim henson's they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no um awesome i'm excited for it i i think that runtime is perfect i i, I don't think a three-hour movie for a first entry for five nights would have been good i we all know there's going to be more movies. There's got to be more movies. Exactly. I mean, so there's yeah. absolutely no need to alienate <laughs> everybody with three hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three hours right out the gate. Like, come on now. It's not Oppenheimer. It'll, well, it'll be the Scott cut. It'll be the three hour cut. Yeah. I doubt. I, mean, you gotta, I doubt you gotta that'll ever about, get released. Right. Editing saying, is so You got to think important. about the fact that we're going to be dealing with different timelines too, because we are going to, 
I would think we're going to explore the 80s a little bit. We better get a, a certain bite, even if it's just Jesus in a newspaper. Yeah, I know. I'm obsessed. Get over Fucking it. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> That's all I ever hear about with Benny. The bite, the bite, the bite. <laughs> cool. But we'll leave it. Let's, let's leave it at that. What I will say is we want to reiterate once this movie is seen, we all see it. We got to come back here and we got to reconnect and we got to talk about it. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a, a spoiler heavy deep dive into this movie after it comes out. You cool with yeah, that, dude? About, um, how was it like a month away now? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It'll be a month away in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's coming Insane. up. Insane. Excited. And you definitely uh, have to get people to take pictures of you sitting in the theater with the suit because I know I will. that's going to be awesome. I am in talks with the theater right now to like nail down some stuff. So we'll see. I'll have permission to just Freddie Fazbear all over the place. <laughs> nice. Awesome, dude. But again, thank you so much for taking the time again out of your busy schedule. Get some well-deserved rest. We look forward to everything that you're working on in the future. Again, we will have all of Trey's stuff. Not that you guys don't know. We appreciate you all giving him the love and support that he deserves. We appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us as always. It's always a pleasure. Um, Tyler, do you have any closing notes before we leave? Nope. Um, like you said, we'll have links to everything in the description. Um, I try you, if you are able to send me any pictures that you want, um of the stuff from pax i can clip it into the show like earlier where we were talking about everything i can have things everything up show up so if you have any pictures you want to share just send them over to send them to benny send them to me and uh we'll edit them into the episode so folks can actually see what you were talking about as we go yeah no i'll do that right now sweet all right well nope that'll that'll close us out thank you again for coming and hanging out looking forward to watching the movie and doing an episode after that and always a pleasure hanging out brother yeah we hope you have a great day stay safe best of luck on the move yes and we'll all talk to you guys very soon till next time take care and have fun see ya bye-bye